or welcome back buddy, to Busy Sticks, the Gigaverse's all video game talk show. It's been uh, it's been a hot minute since we were able to record, since we're able to do a live stream. We kind of had a busy month for uh, for such a short month in the month of February, and uh, we're really really excited to be back. You know, it's what happens. A lot of other things, but all really good stuff on our end. I'm Josiah Leroy with me today. He's got a new setup if you're watching at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse or watching the video version played back at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. Baba Yaga. John Fick, looking good, my friend. How are you doing? Joe, it's been tragically ironic that the only things that haven't been busy this month are our sticks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Also, oh um, yeah, that's that's very true. My gosh. But... Like I said, all good stuff. We're going to get to a lot today. We're going to talk about our limited, collectively limited, impressions on Horizon Forbidden West. We've got a plethora of Pokemon gaming news. And also this week, we've got a big anniversary. We're celebrating the fifth anniversary of the Nintendo Switch and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Wow. So lots, lots to get to here, which is always a good thing. But if you're tuning in, just love games here on the Geek vs. All Gaming talk show. They also love beer, because what goes better with video games than beer? So Nothing. we're going to talk about... Thank you, Courtney. We're gonna... What is in our system, or what's about to be in our system? John, earlier in the day, I told you that um, I had a solid beer it, of sorts. Yeah, and that, I said that, I had a liquid that, one. That really... <laughs> he always just gets you, folks. This one, though, is is... It's not solid, obviously, but it's it's more thicker than the usual beer. Oh, okay. And John, this because we're celebrating a, a baby, a house, the return of busy sticks. I've got a liquid lollipop. Oh, of course you do. What do we got going on flavor wise? So from Froth Brewing, one of my favorites. Here, I've got a triple fruited sour ale, which is triple pineapple coconut. Ooh. Those are two of my favorite fruits right off the bat. Pineapple, coconut. Big fan. Here we go. Here we go. It's, I've had it before. Had it before. Got it. Earlier. Couldn't, couldn't wait. So picked that up the trip to froth because I had to go into Buffalo for something else. Uh. I was like, you know what? This is the perfect way to return to busy sticks. This is what I'm going to bring on air. So ladies and gentlemen, if, if you have not had something from froth just yet, really encourage you to go pick it up. Especially if you are like me and if you like sour beer, that is a destination in Buffalo. My goodness, go get some. Even if uh, John, even, you even if you don't like beer in general, froth is a good way to kind of e- experiment with like what beer can be because those things are just straight up smoothies. Basically, I mean they're alcoholic smoothies. Like, I guess they technically you know they get away with calling it beer, but they're delicious. They're alcohol alcoholic smoothies. They make good IPAs over at Froth too. They got a couple of underrated ones that they they put out every once in a while. Um, on my end, I've got something pretty classic. Uh, classic, but something that, that I haven't had until I bought this case of it. So this is um, one of the... I actually just started following this this beer guy on TikTok. And he's like huge into the beer industry, and he's, he's been doing this for years. And he like talks about different trends, talks about the most popular beers, just like a wealth of knowledge for beer. And he kind of just brought this one to my, to, to, my, uh, to my attention. It's Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. And this is one of the... One of by volume, one of the most shipped IPAs in the United States, and I always see it. And apparently, it's a very, very solid IPA. And I can confirm, like I said, I've had, I have tried this since I bought this case. But um, it's really good, and it's a good value for a case of it. And now that I just bought a house, I need to look for value in, in my beer at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's very and, true, my friend. I'll tell you, froth definitely is not that. And when it comes to value. <laughs> We kind of went opposite ends of the spectrum on this. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, but I will say, still, I like a hit one. fantastic IPA. It's still very good. I will have to to find my way there. Well, John, and if you're if you're watching or you're listening along, feel free to cheers with us. But uh, yeah. a, a toast to you, the new house, the new baby, everything good going on at the Geekiverse. Cheers, brother. Mm. So good. Feel like I'm on vacation. All right. So, show and tell, I'm up. I can't possibly top the last episode, all right? You could try. The Xbox fridge, it's like, it's it's perfect. The Series X, you know? Like, what are you going to do? So, mine is, it's cool. Not that cool. But, uh, as you've heard many a times, uh, Geekiverse went to E3 a few years back. So, 2018, 
we got uh, a few invites, which was super exciting because we would always, the first year we went, we got these invites for some smaller scale stuff, you know, stuff like farming simulator, stuff I didn't really care about. Um, but in 2018, we got the invite to go see a brand new game. Of course, ended up being Dying Light 2. Finally, oh, years later, just coming out now. So it's a little bit timely that I have this. But in that session, uh, we're in, in a, a kind of a, a dark room. We we had some of the developers uh, playing a demo in front of us, and they had some really nice party favors, if you will. Uh, they had a uh, just all these things. But the favorite thing was the backpack that I got, which I'm going to kind of put it in front of my Ooh. face here. Di- this is they gave these to everybody who came in, which I thought was really impressive. Oh, that's like a full on backpack, used- not just like a drawstring. That's like a backpack backpack. Yeah, it's it's perfect. You can adjust it a little bit. It's got the clip so you can really put it over your shoulder. Oh, it's a sling uh, bag. I, I see. I see. You've got just a, a few compartments in there, but love that. So um, I use the heck out of this. And it's funny because for a while I thought Dying Light 2 wasn't going to happen. <laughs> really until the last year when we finally started getting some smoke again on this. Uh, so I'm happy right. to see, first of all, that the game out. But second of all, that it's doing so well, at least from a, a critical standpoint. So Have you, have you touched that game yet? Run. I was, okay, there you go. No, on your list. No, I was, that's on my list. Uh, it's probably going to be a, a wait for it to, to be on sale at some point. Because right now, it's just, you know, the, our games are, our gaming plate's pretty full. With it is. Stuff that just came out. And you feel and like that game is like destined for Game Pass. Like that's one that's coming to Game Pass. You know? Yeah, for sure. They, I'd be surprised if it wasn't there, <laughs> excuse me, later this year. Right. So, uh, about that trip, also, I'll say real quick is we got an invite from uh, Remedy, which I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be Alan Wake 2, because it was not announced yet. And it basically was, come see a new game from Remedy. We're unveiling it on Sony's uh, E3 press conference or presentation. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this, this is going to be Alan Wake 2. Of course, it was not. It ended up being Control, which was awesome. So we also got to sit behind closed doors there. Um, room but i digress john what's in your system what you've you've probably not had a lot of time to play games with the the big move here but when you have found time what's been in your yeah uh so it, it is of course horizon forbidden west uh i i uh I, it, my my move happened to take place the week it came out so the game launched on friday and i was just like last minute getting stuff packed getting stuff ready to go and we moved on sunday so i didn't even boot the game up until i was in my new house sunday night and uh, that was the first time i had a chance to play at all um I, i've been digging it I, I will say that i don't how far am i into it maybe Maybe I've got about five hours into it, but the, but it's been a good amount of side quests too. I think I'm a level like 14 or 15, and I'm just about to hit a quest. I hit a point in the game where I'm allowed to pick three different ways to go. I'm allowed to do one of three things. They're all basically all the same thing, but I can kind of start where I want. And the game kind of almost tells you which way to go because they're based on level. I think the one that I need to do is level 17 or 16, and I'm like a i'm a couple i'm a few levels lower than that so if that gives you an idea of where where i am i've been doing side quests i'm gonna do some more side quests so i get to the right level to do this this main quest um i will say maybe the first hour and a half i was like okay this is this is a little slower than i expect it to be uh they they give you the the story montage right in the beginning but then throughout the throughout throughout that first hour and a half there's a lot of like just catching you up again with these characters and, and with the dialogue like through the actual gameplay and the conversations and Coming off just playing Pokemon Legends Arceus and just being hit with walls of text and just hitting A, 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 I feel like the first like hour and a half of Horizon was just me doing the same thing. I'm like, oh no, not again. Luckily, Horizon at least has some voice acting, unlike the Pokemon. Um, but once once things opened up a little bit in Horizon, I, I'm, I'm starting to realize, okay, this is this is the sequel to the game that I, I, I fell in love with in 2017, and I, I know this is going to be uh, you know a winner for me. So need to put a lot more time into it, but I'm enjoying it so far. Glad to hear it. I am also about five hours into the game. Tons of side quests so far, which is funny because that is not me. Typically, I am, all right, let's go. Let's get on with the main story. I usually will do uh, all the variations of side missions early on in a game, especially a big open world game such as this. And um, I've been taking my time with it. This is a game I really want to sink into. And like, if other games come out minus Lego Star Wars that I want to play, they're just going to wait. This game is a game I really want to sink my time and money into, so to speak. And um, I'm not to the point where you are, 
from a level standpoint for sure. Uh, just I've been exploring every inch I possibly can, and even to a degree, reading up on the lore and the menus on every character and these different machine types. Uh, we'll get we'll get into a little bit more of this later on in the episode. Just uh, yeah, so far so good. I, I was able to play it the day after it came out, and then that that was it for a while. So right. sunk as much time as I I could into it. But I did finish a few things since then as well. Um, I can't remember last time we talked. I was talking about Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection on PS5. My gosh, those games are gorgeous. I did. Just, I, like I did fire up a beat. Yeah, I texted you. I did fire up Uncharted Four. Uh, I don't know what I, I don't know what I was in between. I'm like, you know what? I think I had just seen the Uncharted movie. I think I just saw, uh, saw that movie, which oh, very good by the way. If you if you haven't seen it and you have any interest in it, and you're an Uncharted fan. Go see it. It's fun. It's exactly what you expect. It's Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake, and it's it's a, it's an Uncharted movie. You're gonna have fun with it. I, I thought it was cool, um, but it sparked me wanting to like get a little bit of an Uncharted fix. So I did fire up uh, Legacy of Thieves collection, and yeah, that it's just it, it it's hard for me to draw the line where like okay, this game looked so freaking good back then. And it has some upgrades. And like, what part of it am I seeing right now? Am I seeing the impressiveness of how good it looked back then, or am I seeing the impressiveness of the upgrade? Like, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what graphical setting have you been playing on? Um, that's funny. I asked you that. I asked you There's that same three. question last week. Yeah, I, 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 I've tried them all, but I'm, I'm playing on the sixty frames per second one. Whatever, whatever is hitting sixty uh, frequently is the one that I'm playing on. So I felt like, and I could be wrong, but at least from from my perspective, there was not a huge variation between the three. There is, you know, the, the subtle differences, but a lot of games, it's it can be night and day. This one to me was just, I mean, it was beautiful no matter what, it, right. which is awesome. But I gotta say, man, they, it's like playing it for the first time again. It was just getting nostalgia for me, even though these games are only a few years old. For, uh, game in the collection lost legacy i all finished and i just i love that game it's so good it's so contained in that five six seven hour window depending on how fast you play very much of course akin to miles morales uh, was for spider-man just a few years back um, and those two games i think have kind of set the blueprint for me like i would love some of these smaller scale games i know john you've said it like give me oh, yeah. one of these every year depending on the ip sure like, if I could have an, an Uncharted like this with another one with Chloe or Nadine or maybe even Sam, like sign me up. Give me a Sully story. One with... Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, you could go so many directions with it. You don't, it doesn't have to be Nathan Drake, right? This is the house that Nathan built. So right. we're good. We've gotten our, our, our fill there. Let's go back now. Um, I just, one of my favorites in the last few years. Also, finally, 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 I finished Metroid Dread. Oh yeah, I did see that too. Really excited about that. Um, for me, who's I just am not good at video games, <laughs> which is funny <laughs> to say because I host a video game talk show. But when I say that, I mean I'm not good at challenging video games. I think that's a difficult game. Um, I'll say this: I never, I played whatever the middle setting is. I think it normal is what it's called. I did not lower the setting, and in the past, I definitely would have done that because my patience is terrible, and I want to just finish games. This one, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm gonna keep going. And I did, and it was super satisfying. I would say halfway through the game is where it started to really grip me and where I couldn't put it down, which is why I've been playing it for so damn long now. Uh, but beginning to end, actual in-game time, uh, not including deaths, obviously, but the, the counter, it was about 11 hours. So okay. you, you can really do uh, some damage with it, especially if you're halfway decent at, at gaming. I know Tim was uh, pining for me to finish that, so I'm, I'm a big fan of, of how that all ended up playing out. That is uh, that is one that I will get to for sure. That's something that I want to fire up on the on the OLED Vita and eventually uh, try that out. Uh, in the chat, J Mac Gator is telling us that uh, he thought the Uncharted movie was good as well, and that Mark Wahlberg wasn't that bad in it. I sort of agree with you there. There was a lot of criticism with Mark Wahlberg um, in in his casting for Sully that I agree with. I don't think it, it was a totally totally different Sully. Like he like I think I think Tom Holland's Nathan Drake at least like shares some of the mannerisms, and I can see it. I can see how that's a take on Nathan Drake. Mark Wahlberg as Sully is an entirely different character. There are no, there are very little touchstones to the Sully that we know from the games. Um, but does that mean he was bad in it? I thought he was fine. Yeah, he like yeah, J Max right. He, he was just being Mark Wahlberg. He was Mark Wahlberg playing himself, which he is in most movies, right? Um, it was fine. I would have probably preferred to have a more like true, authentic Sully character. But I don't know. I don't know if you would have fit that like that kind of dynamic in this movie because it was pretty packed uh, as as it was. But 
wasn't wasn't bad at all. You should go see it. See, that's that begs like the question for me. A lot of times, I get mad when people are like, "You get a a movie that's adapted from a book or a novel," and they're like, "Oh, it's nothing like that." And I'm like, "That's not fair." Like, that's, that's like that's like saying, "Okay, I got the rights to X." property that i want to go and make a movie like it's my movie i'm gonna make it in in my way in my vision yeah, that, in the studio's vision that's and the point like what's that i said that's the point it's an adaptation based on a source material right it's like people are i, I see sure. people already like getting getting concerned about the last of us and it's not going to be the same as the game i hope it's not the same as the game we already got the game not. yeah it's not going right. to be right like it's going to be a different dynamic joel's going to be a bit different ellie's going to be a bit different it's a different take on the, that ip we're not getting a clone. We're not just getting a live action recreation of all of the CGI scenes from The Last of Us, right? Like this is going to be a different interpretation of that story in some ways. And that's exactly what Uncharted I like, was. I like the idea of the reimagination, so to speak. Like, and and to each their own. By the way, there's no right or wrong here. I just get, uh, I get defensive sometimes. Like, we're not going to get into this discussion now. But I, I always remember, especially when Last Jedi came out, how controversial. Like, People would be like, "Oh, this this was not made for the the fans. This was not made for longtime fans." And I'm like, "It's not your movie. It's Ryan Johnson's story. This is where they went with the the direction of it. Kathleen Kennedy on it for better or worse. That's it. It's not your movie. Like you don't have to like it, kind of thing." And I feel like that's that's a common thread throughout. Uh, but I'll say this: I've not seen Uncharted yet. I want to see that so bad as a longtime Uncharted fan, and I'm I'm excited to see what Mal- uh, Mark Wahlberg looks like in it. Regardless of where, what director, just everything just, John said just sounds yeah. great. It's just Mark Wahlberg. There's nothing. There's not. There's no room for imagination there. He's just playing himself for sure. Um, but I'm excited. I, I hope enough. this. Yeah, exactly. I hope this comes to home video soon. I really want to just like watch it again. But I'm not going to go back to the theater to see it a second time. I, but that's something like I will put this movie on like a bunch to just have in the background because it's fun. Like it's you know it's just like some some action and some comedy and it's an IP that I'm really you know I'm really attached to. So it's like of course it's the same way I throw on like a one of the prequel movies. I just want to have that comfort food in the background. I will do that when this movie comes home video for sure dude uncharted was made for the big screen like obviously this has its roots in video games but it's like playing a movie that's the best pitch you can give if you're you're talking to someone who hasn't played these video games yeah, I think it's a long shot, but I really hope they do a second one. I just think that the the all of the all of the issues they had with production and how many like hands it changed and like it was even after it was obviously COVID played a part too, and after it was even finished, it was tough to get out. Um, even like some of Tom Holland's comments about uh, you know the way he you know, was acting, he there, he had some kind of comment like he never wants to be the person he was or something like that back when he was filming that movie, something like that. Hopefully, it's not the the waters aren't too muddy because I would love to see a sequel. Well, I think a, a big part of it will hope, hope that it does well and kind of take it from there. Right. Uh, so we we had been doing a, a question of the week segment on, on Busy Sticks. Obviously, it's been a few weeks, so we're not going to go back and visit the last question that we had. But we're going to pose uh, a new one. Just to, We want to get you involved. Go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in the Twitch chat at YouTube.com slash the comment. Uh, we've also got, uh, if you're local in Western Europe, Gaming Geeks, which is a wonderful group. Get involved in there. There's always a good discussion going on. Our question. As we are getting to the fifth anniversary, what oh, is your... Joe, Joe, you uh, you blipped out a little bit there. Uh, we, okay. what, what Joe was saying is that as we get to the fifth anniversary of the Nintendo Switch, and then you can go on with the rest of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... As we're getting to the, the fifth anniversary of the Nintendo Switch here, can you believe it's been five years? What is your favorite all-time Nintendo Switch game? Huge library to choose from. I don't care if it's a native IP to Nintendo, if it's a port from 10 or 15 years ago. We want to hear from you. Get involved on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. Number of ways to, to leave comments, twitch.tv slash The Geekiverse. This is going to be a tough one for me to answer personally. Like, I'm going to have to sit down and do some studying uh, and figure out what my answer is because I've had a lot of experiences on the Switch. Like, you mentioned you mentioned it doesn't have to be, like, you know, a first-party Nintendo game. So my, my easy answer would be Breath of the Wild, probably. But then I think about, like, the, the experience that I had with Cuphead on the Switch and how, like, it just... It just it, we'll talk about it next week because I'm going to prepare an answer, but the, the console is special, man. 
It's very special, and I've been playing the heck out of my OLED, especially with Metroid, uh, but a few other five things going years. on. Which, five years. It's, it's crazy, crazy, man. That was one of the most hyped like launches for anything that I can remember myself being uh, being a part of and being excited for. That was like because it was smack it was smack dab almost in the middle of the uh, of the Xbox One and PS4 era, so like gaming was already like really really doing great i mean at least one one side of that that conversation ps4 was doing very really great and like the switch would just seem so exciting it's launching with this awesome title like i was so pumped for that uh, i was back when i was working at apple so i was working with a bunch of nerds and like all of us were we had one pre-ordered so like everybody was going to be you know on playing mario kart you know first night talking about zelda stuff like that like it was one of those it was one of those like force awakens like moments in time that launch was that, that was awesome I do compare those two. Uh, I was going to say, we're going to get into some of our news topics here. So we'll, John and I are going to reflect on the Nintendo Switch and Breath of the Wild here a little bit. Uh, for John, I, I'm sure you remember. I'll give my story quick. I know exactly where I was in mindset leading up to that. Um, what, was it January? I don't remember when these actually went on uh, sale for pre-order. But I remember it went after the, the Nintendo Direct, which was super late. Yeah, it wasn't a, even a direct. It was like a special. They just called it like a special Nintendo presentation. It was it was it was in Japan. That's why it was so late. It, yeah, it was it was in Japan, and it was like yeah, I think it was like ten o'clock at night, eleven o'clock at night. I remember that. And like the pre-orders didn't go live right away, so I was up like a couple hours waiting to get that Best Buy pre-order in, but I got one. It was two or three in the morning for sure, and I remember being like, "Do I want one? Do I want one?" Watch the presentation, and then I was like, "I'm staying up." I don't care how late I got to stay up. I got one at Best Buy. I, I got my hands on a few just for a few people that I knew wanted them. Um, so that happened. And it was uh, the Best Buy at Niagara Falls Boulevard. So Lauren actually went to this midnight release with me. And I don't think she ever went to any other midnight release. But oh, she really? did for this one. And it was fun. Like us, we, I think we went and got our number. Then we waited in the car because we got there, of course, before midnight. Right. And it was fun. Like we were just filming these stupid little cell phone videos to, to put together for like a highlight reel for the Geekiverse because we were just having fun being goofballs as always. Um, and it was exciting because it's one of the the last midnight releases that I remember being a part of because they're not really a thing anymore, you know? And that was always such an event, no matter if it was a big game or if it was the annual NHL game that was coming out. But for a console and for Nintendo, plus a brand new Legend of Zelda game, holy crap. Like, it was so much fun. I miss those days just Dude. being around the energy, right? Me too. The midnight releases, it's funny you say that because, like, that was the, that's like the, that's the thing I miss the most about, like, the old generation of gaming before digital and, and, not, and even before COVID. I think that changed a lot of things too. Um, but you say that that might have been the first one Lauren went to. Courtney has been to a bunch with me, and she loves them. We always have such a blast. Uh, have you ever been to one? Um, it was a, sh- a short lived period, but at the Microsoft store in the, in the, when it was around? Dude, never dude, pre-ordered from there those were so sick so like i said i used to work at apple and it was like right right down the hall um and I'm like oh it's a microsoft store I'm, i've got my xbox and like specifically the halo games so the master chief collection and halo 5 we did those minute releases there i mean they had pizza they had like master chief there like the, every, it was awesome dude those were like the coolest minute releases that we'd been to there's so like activities i still have like a bunch of stuff like from that from like the halo ones like it those, those were awesome I always heard good things about those, but my best friend, Adam Bartle, he, uh, he went to a few, I think he went to the halo ones and he would talk about, yeah, he mentioned the one time he's like, there's, there's pizza. <laughs> I'm like, I'm at GameStop or Best Buy. And I'm like, what? I, I don't know crazy? how this just happened to work out, but I, I, like I've said a few times, I'm in the middle of a move. We just moved into my new house and I, and it made me quickly realize that I just own too much stuff, especially collectibles. So there's just like bags and boxes full of stuff everywhere. Pretty sure this is the swag bag I got from the midnight release of one of the Halo games. Comes with like, a, let's see, I didn't even open this thing yet. It's a license plate cover that says like my my other ride is a, my other car is a warthog. What are the chances Dude. this was just right behind me? What else is in here? Some it's other like so good. So it was the yeah, it was the Master Chief collection. Yeah, that's just oh uh, my gosh. They, they were they Dude, were so much fun. So awesome. But yeah, just in Do general. So watching we talked about it maybe like a month and a half ago watching that xbox documentary i loved watching those videos to see the midnight releases for those consoles because it just was like such a nice throwback and i think you would agree john like especially as we get away from covid and and whatnot there 
the reminiscent feeling to me or parallel feeling, so to speak, is getting back to the movie theater. Yeah. Those Marvel movies, those Star Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like that was, I mean, we've been to a lot of movies prior to that since the pandemic, but Spider-Man was the one where I was like, this is what I live for. I'm in a room full of, I don't know, a hundred people at the Galleria. And it was just every little thing. It was applause. It was, ooh, you could hear tears at times, laughter. Like, that's what makes what we do so special. And that's yeah. what I miss about midnight releases because it was it was like that very much. But for Absolutely. Gaming, you know? Yep. I love that stuff. I hope I hope we get back to it. I know, I know they still do. Like every time I talk about this, like I'm in the online spheres, I always get someone who pops in and says, "Hey, GameStop still does them. Like they they still do them for this, this, and this." I'm like, hopefully, may, maybe one day we'll get. I'll, I'll get back to them in that release. But it's funny you mentioned that you did that for the Switch and that you you and Lauren made some videos. I also made some videos on, on the on the day that my Switch came out because um I didn't I didn't get mine in store. I ordered mine to be shipped home online, so I took the day off. You know expecting that i probably wouldn't get it first thing in the morning because ups had to deliver it but uh it, it didn't end up coming until like later in the day so i was just like making snapchat stories of just like my misery of waiting for the switch so <laughs> i might dig those out there they were they were gems of me uh they were good stuff i'm gonna find some post them on twitter oh, or something man. yeah we we should uh we should combine those be like hey geekiverse five years ago uh so jmac in the twitch chat says show and tell part two i've got a part two to what's in my system john i think this is going to make you very happy okay but a few days ago i've restarted breath of the wild that makes me very very happy i finally finally have pulled the trigger i needed to get through metroid dread that was it i was like all right let's do this that'll be my next game uh for those who don't know i i never finished breath of the wild i, be, I played 25 hours so a good chunk I beat two of the Divine Beasts. I, I was a good portion into the game. But I fell off for whatever reason. I kind of played here and there and never got back into it. I even remember when you came back to the Geekiverse, John, us talking about it. I was like, should I restart Zelda? And there was a little bit of a debate on it. But I did. So I raised my old save. I'm starting up now. And uh, a few hours in, it's just it's special, man. And I was like, no better time. March 3rd's coming up here. Five-year anniversary. Playing on my OLED makes it all the more pretty. And um yeah, so I'm playing Breath of the Wild again. That's that that's very that, that has me very excited to hear. I just hope that you have the bandwidth between that and Horizon to be able to like give it the effort it deserves. I'm hoping that you can actually sink some time into it. Because that might even be something if like you're committing to that, I might even go for a second playthrough of that game because I have not played oh. it since since I, you know, since back in the day. Since How five years ago. Did you beat it? I think it took me like a, a week and a half, two weeks, maybe something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I remember it, even even after I beat it, it wasn't done because I wanted to go finish all the uh, finish all the what were they called shrines. I wanted to get all the shrines done, and I wasn't going to be the guy to go for all the Korok seeds. There's 900 of those, and I had a friend that was yes. stuck at my buddy Mike uh, was stuck at 8.99 for a while and just couldn't find the last Korok seed. And it's like Ugh. there's nothing you can do because you pull up the map and they're just everywhere. You can't like look at somebody else's map and try to see which one you're missing. There's 900 of them. You're not gonna like you can't. It's impossible. You can't just like overlay a map and see what you're missing and. He happened to find it one day, so you know, shout out to Mike for that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that might that might uh, might be something that's possible. I might I might start a new game here, and no better reason than to to boot it up on your OLED. Just saying, that's true, that's true. Uh, it was a pretty game to begin with, but now it's a really pretty game. So uh, you bring up a good point. Balancing that in Horizon, the nice thing is with everything that's going on, uh, just with the the kids now. The switch has just not left my side. Awesome. So as I'm walking around, that's kind of it. And if it's late at night or if the, they're sleeping, whatever, that's when I'm booting up the TV and, and, and playing Horizon. So um, this is strictly going to be handheld for me. I'm not putting it in the, in the base. Just when, so when I first played it, if we're going back five years, I booted it up because I got it at midnight. And I, I, I put it in, but I put it on the TV. And I remember... This is my first Zelda game, by the way. So that's another caveat here. And I remember getting out five minutes into the game and you see the sprawl. Just it takes the pan of the camera and takes you around. And I just remember, no pun intended, being my breath was taken away. I was like, oh my gosh, 
And I just wanted to sit there and let it keep panning. And it was just, it was a moment for me that is stuck. There's certain moments in games, whether it's cutscenes or, or like the, the crazy twist in the original Bioshock, things like that, that just stay with you as like a top 10 moment. And that was it for me. It was just such a, a special thing. So when I booted up the, the OLED this week to play, I got that pan around and I was like, oh, just enjoy this. Just oh, enjoy this. And so good. It is just a special the second time around, man. And then you're just going to get into the greatest tutorial in the history of video games, the, the Great Plateau. I mean, that's just like absolutely perfect way to introduce introduce you to that game and like give you this semi-open space that you can't get off from, but it like introduces you to all the mechanics you need, finding the shrines, and then it eventually gives you your, your glider. It's like, hey, just jump right off, dude. Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and we talked about times for sure. We talked about like five years ago, Horizon and Breath of the Wild. That was five years ago. I mean, that was uh, Horizon came out a week before. It came out literally a week before the Switch and Breath of the Wild came out. So like those vibes, man. If I boot, if I boot up Breath of the Wild, I'm playing uh, Forbidden Western. I might, might, I might cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, man. Uh, I, it's funny that those two coincided a little bit. Uh, I don't remember, frankly, what I was playing past breath of the wild that really prevented me from playing it uh like i said i fell off for various reasons but i want to say a month later this is terrible mass effect andromeda came out i'm a big mass effect fan we know andromeda was not necessarily a good game but i think i i just was all over the place and i get there sometimes i start too many games and uh i get a little distracted you know happens this time i'm gonna try to keep the balance and the force between uh horizon and and zelda Love so, to see it. Yeah, for sure, man. Do you do you remember your first experience booting that up? Like what that felt like? It was just was all your the, first Zelda game as well. Um, yes and no. It, it was definitely the first one that I've like given a, a, a like a full, honest like I'm gonna play this game through and I'm gonna beat this game and like I'm gonna spend lots of time with it. I had played tons of Ocarina of Time on my N64 as a kid. I'd even gone back to it on the 3DS. Um, I played A Link Between Worlds on the 3DS. I, I had dabbled in Zelda. Like I, I, I had a, I had some experience, but I never finished one. So the, uh, Breath of the Wild was the first game that I had, you know, start to finish, gone through, and it was definitely the first Zelda game that really, really grabbed me. And since then, I've gone back and played a few because like that really got me. I mean, even though it's not like a traditional Zelda game, it's it's not dungeon based like the other ones are. Um, but yeah, I, that it's just for me, it was all about the hype of the Switch and just like. The, this this brand new like Zelda experience first time being in an open world like this the early reviews are saying that not only is it the first Zelda game in an open world but they're reinventing you know open world games and that turned out to be pretty true because what do we compare like almost every open world game to today Breath of the Wild right like it's just yeah special man very special for sure uh yep like I said first Zelda game for me um, I've since gone back and I picked up uh, Skyward Sword remake or HD remake, so to speak, for um, for the Switch. Didn't beat that. I only played a few hours because I kind of felt like I owed it to myself to go back to Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, so this will be the first Zelda game that I finish, but I literally never played a second of any Zelda game prior. So a um, little bit special for sure. Got some other good news to get to here. There's a, a quick tidbit coming March 10th. Game Pass. I guess about Game Pass. Have, have you heard of this, John? I've not. Let this, me know. What's service? it all about? <laughs> uh, some have told me it's a pretty good value. Kind of crazy. Uh, anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Xbox Game Pass on March 10th, which is another... I mean, there's just... The, the road keeps going here. There's, there's no end in sight in terms of the value of this product. Guardians of the Galaxy, it's the first episode we recorded for Busy Sticks. You and I both really enjoyed that game. We loved the property, but the video game itself was also very good. Well, you're going to be able to play it on Game Pass soon. Yep. This is one that I will 100% go back to because I just bought a brand new PC and it's coming to Game Pass and it's going to be on PC Game Pass too. And I've been, I've been just looking for excuses to see what this PC can do. I've been just, you know, booting up Fortnite. I, you know, I booted up uh, Halo because it's free. And well, I mean, everything on Game Pass is free, but a game that I'm familiar with. And I just want to, like, I'm, I'm not, I haven't owned a gaming PC in my life. I, I've had, you know, computers that could play games and I've dabbled a little bit, but now I have a gaming PC. So I'm looking for an excuse to like fire that up and kind of, you know, just do some stuff here. Um, so yeah, definitely going to be booting up uh, Guardians. It's like one of the first games I play on my PC. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I would love to revisit that game at some point. I'm really hoping that an update comes through and they fix the stupid thing where you can't track your progress Oh yeah. in terms of going towards that platinum trophy on the PlayStation. I'll tell you, it's a stupid little nitpick, but it, I'm not going to go through 
without that being in place. And I, I hold out hope that it happens at some point. Don't it's, let uh, that deter you. I really like the game. I'm just saying. Oh, it's a great game. It's an absolutely great game. Um, yeah. Like surprisingly great. And we talked all about that. Um, I know. So quick aside, I know that it was, but do you know if Jedi Fallen Order is still on Game Pass or do they yank that? No, I believe it is. It still is. That might be one that I want to. Yes, it's on PC Game Pass too. I'm gonna. I'm like, oh, I almost had to download it right now, but I'm streaming, so that'd be that'd be ill advised <laughs> to to use that bandwidth. <laughs> that is a game that I'm gonna replay for a third time once I get around to getting the Steam Deck. That's gonna be it for me. I can't wait to go through that. I my my five dollar down deposit to get in the queue that I put down last summer. If you you log into Steam, it says I, I'll be eligible in second quarter, which is not yeah. That's too what far every, away that's here. what everybody I think everybody's pre order says right now. Have you yeah. have you looked into any of these early reviews that have come out on it? I've I've been kind of like entrenched in it. It's been interesting. Yes. I, I I'm not sure what I'm doing with my pre order yet. I think I think regardless, I might just keep the pre order and then you know maybe just go into it with like a fifty fifty attitude as to whether or not I'm going to keep the thing. Um, interesting for sure uh the 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 size and the weight seem like it it could be a factor in terms of like play sessions and yeah we'll we'll see we'll see yeah i i'm definitely in on getting it it's not um yeah there's some cons definitely to the reviews uh, that i've read and watched so far but that's okay i just the thought of having the library with me just like on the switch is just thrilling it's it's a time and a convenience thing so we'll see but yep John, we do have a lot of Pokemon news to get to here. We do. We do. So uh, I'm going to read off of Game Informer's article that they posted earlier. Uh, February 27th, we got uh, a nice stream loaded with a lot of info from the Pokemon company. First and foremost, John, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Yes, that's huge. Nobody expected that. I mean, we got we just got... Uh, the, the, the the Diamond and Pearl remakes that came out late 2021, and then we got the what I would consider the best Pokemon game in over a decade, if not more, that come out in, in Legends Arceus uh, just launched here. Nobody expected the next the next full generation Gen Nine of Pokemon to be announced and to come out this year. Are you kidding me? Uh, they, they, like had no expectations. Give Game Freak a break. <laughs> let these let this team rest. What's going on over there? <laughs> Right, um, but it, it, yeah, it looks like fun. That the, that trailer they had me super super hyped. It seems like they're talking about it as a uh, completely open world experience. Um, and even though Arceus was pretty open world, it wasn't seamless like they're talking about this to be. There were like four or five different like open world segments that you kind of had to fast travel between to you know fully you know to to almost like five different biomes. And they were they were relatively open worlds in those biomes, but it wasn't seamless like they're talking about this to be. So I'm I'm super super excited about uh the prospect of that. It's an exciting time to be a Pokemon fan. I mean lots of good content on the way, stuff that just came out. I mean Arceus is is still fresh and uh it's kind of awesome to see. I'm not a Pokemon guy myself. But as I always say, I'm really excited when a fan base gets something like that. Uh, so to to see all the news, all the stuff that's flying out very shortly, it's it's exciting to see. It is. And for me, as someone who's like huge into Pokemon cards, this means we're finally going to get away from the Sword and Shield set of Pokemon cards. So we're gonna, like, we've had tons of subsets, but we're finally getting into a new actual base set of Pokemon cards that's going to be coming soon. Man, cannot wait to spend all that money. <laughs> you gotta save up, man. You gotta remember. Gotta gotta get that value. Jamak, that's uh, a great question. Well, so the, he may, he asked about the starters. The starters. So that's like that's one of the only things they really did show Pokemon wise. We know that there's going to be a you know it's a, it's a whole new region. We don't even know what the region's called yet. I don't think, but um we we know the three new starters. So there's a, a grass kitten. Uh, there's like a fire crocodile, and then there's a uh, Quaxley. This like this water duck. Which one would I gonna go with, man? I don't know. I think this is like the like a, a very very strong uh, outing here for starters. That's gonna be tough for me to pick. I, I honestly don't know for sure. Well, we just lost Joe as we normally do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm right now. I'm leaning towards the the grass cat. I, I just want to see the uh, the other um, evolutions first before I make that decision. Got to. Uh, gotta see gotta see what they turn into just because like sometimes they get ruined like like uh what game was it was it x and y where um the 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 fox the fire fox not the browser the the pokemon um was it fennekin i think something like that 
um, th- that was such an awesome starter, but I hated the way that like the third the third evolution ended up. So I was like super super down on it for that reason. And I don't even think I did the research. I'm like, oh, I just like that that first one, and I clicked it, and that was the one that I took. And I didn't like do my research and realize that I was gonna hate the final evolution and not even want to use the thing. So I think I might actually wait and see what the final evolutions are. But I don't know. The very strong cast here of uh of of starters. And yeah, here the region might be Spain. I think I think I've heard that too, just based on some of like the anecdotal evidence from that that quick trailer. So we'll see. Joe, Joe, it's like you didn't even leave. We were talking Pokemon, so it's not like you would have uh, had much to say, anyways. It was a good time to to take my exit, so to speak. You know, it's fine. Yep. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus Daybreak update. So uh, this is already live, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Uh, but for okay. So kind of the quick synopsis is you must investigate a new phenomenon that is causing a mass outbreak of what appears to be alpha Pokemon. I get nothing Super cool. That, it's just, just big Pokemon. The alpha Pokemon are just big, aggressive like versions of the Pokemon, and they're scary, and sometimes they just attack you, and you want to cry. That sounds terrible. It, oh it can be like oh my god one time i was playing that game and i was just hunting i was just i was just trying to get, catch shiny eevee eevee is like a you know a small little cute pokemon and they just keep popping up and they're frolicking in the grass and all of a sudden this this freaking um alpha rapidash this giant horse on fire that's like 20 times my size just charges right at me when i'm just looking at these eevees wasn't wasn't the best experience i was a little little on edge there yeah i would be too um let's see let's see there's a Pokemon Go, a Alola update. I almost said Aloha. Well, yeah, I uh, always do that with Alola. It's tough. The Pokemon Company has re- revealed that starting March 1st, so today, uh, Pokemon from Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon will begin to appear in Pokemon Go. These Pokemon are from the Alola region, and while waiting for the full update to go live today, uh, you can catch Alolan Executor in the mobile game right now. Executor. Executor. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, yeah. that's a thing. It's literally just the him with a very long neck. It's very funny. It looks like a big old pine tree, pineapple tree. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and then there's a few other announcements here. I don't know if you wanted to get to anything else there, but overall, what a what a nice day. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's just like uh, we that that uh, Pokemon Direct gets announced for Pokemon Day, and I don't think anybody's expectations were Gen Nine. So it's just it's super cool to see again. Really hope Game Freak is, uh, you know, is, is spacing out this work here because we're talking about three huge Pokemon games in like 16 months, basically. So hopefully they're hopefully they're sleeping over there, and not getting not getting crunched to death like uh, we know can happen in this industry. Uh, but it's good news. Yeah, I, I expected the direct to be mostly just like small stuff, like Pokemon Go updates, maybe the maybe this you know this Arceus DLC that we started, not even DLC, but just. Uh, just this, you know, little outbreak uh, update there. Maybe like an update on Pokemon Sleep, which is, you know, a, a, an actual thing that hasn't released yet, but we're, we still need to find out more about. Yeah, I didn't expect this, so I'm pumped about it for sure. In other news, which is not really news, but we want to talk a little bit more in depth about it. Uh, as we touched on it earlier. Oh my gosh, I might be tuning out here again. Well, I can Sorry. hear you fine. I can hear you fine, but your 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 picture your picture okay. did freeze. Yeah, you you. He's there. Yeah. All right. So, Horizon Forbidden West. Let's talk a little bit more about it. Obviously, we don't really have spoilers because John and I are not far into the game. Yeah, I couldn't spoil so, it if I wanted to. <laughs> no, uh, John, you mentioned uh, earlier uh, how far you were, how far I am. We talked about it. Kind of kind of similar path so far, but uh, I really appreciate. It in review of the first game early on because much as i enjoyed it i couldn't tell you a thing that happened in it and oh then for I started sure watching uh tim tell a stream for us and i was like it's starting to come a little bit like for whatever reason that story was not memorable and i'm not trying to trash it but like it did not stick with me so when i saw that when i saw tim stream the back show at the beginning of forbidden west yep i thought it was really nice because it was returning players such as myself it was the quick oh yeah that's why i'm doing what i'm doing second of all if you are brand new it caught you up so that you don't have to play the first game now i do recommend that you play it but if you haven't and you want to just dive into this one you can do that too so i thought it was a nice uh, dichotomy there 
Yeah, I think it's an absolute necessity, especially like you said with a story like Horizon. And I would I wouldn't say that it, for me it wasn't a memorable story. There's just so much to it. There's just like I could have told you the main story beat and what you know what what the what actually was the the significance of the threat and you know what ended up happening out of that. But I couldn't have given you all of like the interweavings with like Hades and Gaia and stuff like that. Like I totally forgot about like those the intricacies of that story. So there was a lot to it. So I definitely appreciated it. Um, what I meant when I said earlier about you know it being like too much recap was more so in like the the dialogue after that 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 quick little video that gave me all that breakdown that was perfect i love that i need that my video game sequels i need that in like new seasons of tv shows that i'm watching to be able to like remember the the, the other seasons um super yeah super helpful and absolutely necessity there but like the the first hour and a half of the actual gameplay i feel like we were just like retreading stuff i'm like man let's 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 get to the forbidden west here guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure i uh, i could see that point of view uh it was nice to get right back into the world um in in how pretty it looks overall it was funny i was uh i dove in my mother was here to to kind of help out with daisy and everything that's going on and she walked by and she's like wow that is a that's pretty it's like, yeah yeah it's it is. absolutely gorgeous like it is it's one of those games like environmentally it's just i don't i don't think there's been a game that has that i've seen that's looked better especially when on this scale i talk about environmentally where there's these backdrops and mountains and stuff like that those aren't just backdrops you can literally go there like you can fast travel there you can take a you know take a mount over there like those are those environments are all you know like attainable it's just it's just insane so in terms of visuals i've been playing on uh, the favorable frame rate because I, I feel like that has made a difference for me, me too. Um, especially being such a big game, right? This isn't Uncharted where it's big, but it's contained. You're kind of on a limited path. This, like you said, you can go just about anywhere, do whatever you want. That matters in, in this kind of a scale. So frame rates, and I, I do notice the difference for sure, uh, but it's fine. I, I prefer the frame rate in a game like this. Me too. I'm, I'm like, I'm just so spoiled now that every game can hit 60 and sometimes even 120 on these current gen systems, like with no problem. Uh, I'm just so spoiled that I can't, like I go back to 30 and the game just feels like something's wrong. Like I'm like, oh, this there, something's broken. This is very hitchy. I finally understand what PC snobs were talking about, about the, the PS4 and, and Xbox One generation. The fact that like all of our tri- AAA games are, we were just playing on, six, on 30 frames per second and we thought that was normal. I almost wish I was looking at games through that filter again because now I'm so spoiled with my 60 and 120 that like 30 just looks like literally something's wrong here. Yeah, it's kind of become the norm, especially having the options that we have, which is nice because you, we didn't have that in prior uh, console iterations. Uh, so the, the story is picked up nicely early on from what I've seen. I've really cared about side missions and I typically could not give less of a crap about side missions in open world games. But... Early on, I have. And this is a game that I'd love to go through, like I said, really sink my time into. And I want to platinum this game. So I really want to experience all that it has to experience. And um, so far, I'm enjoying that. What about uh, mechanics, John? How, how are you feeling about how it feels, how the combat feels, things like the grapple? Walk I, that's, me through that a little bit. That's what I think that Horizon has always just been like a masterclass in is its actual gameplay and its combat. Like it's just so smooth. I don't think there's a, a third person action game that controls better than Horizon. The way Aloy maneuvers, the sensitivity, the dodge roll, the slide, everything just feels so crisp and perfect. And now the addition of that glider to be able to just like jump, hold X and glide, drop into a roll and then hop into slow motion with my, my weapon wheel and like pick the right weapon. Everything is just so fluid. It's one of those things where like we first saw the horizon zero dawn trailer at E3 and it was a gameplay trailer and they were showing us that stuff. And it's like, okay, this isn't going to translate. Some of this is going to, some of this definitely has to be like cut scenes in between where like they think everything's slowing down and how are you going to get pinpoint shots on like those pieces, the dinosaurs, the, the robots, like this isn't going to work and it, it just works in this game. And it's just even better here. Everything is more fluid. Um, what I will say is that like, I'm a little overwhelmed with the, with the weapon selection, like what I should be looking for and like where I should be getting weapons and what I should be upgrading right now. There's just so many RPG mechanics to this game. Like there are like the, the skills upgrade tree is just insane. There's so much to do there. But then when it comes to the bows, it's like, okay, this bow does regular shots, but like this new one only does frost and acid or whatever. Why that combination? That's weird. Is there something that can do like, is it random? I'm just a little overwhelmed with weapon selections. Like, which is the one that knocks the pieces off like better. I just gotta, I just gotta put some more time into my knowledge base of the weapon set before, before I'm a little more comfortable, but it's just a lot. 
It is a lot because you got the six different paths, if I'm not mistaken, and those I think have 30 upgrade points each. So it, that's a lot to really space out. Which uh, which one have you been gravitating towards? Do you know which path so far? Hunter, Hunter for sure. Yeah, just a, whatever I can get to make my bow work better. Just give me more, give me more time to you know be in slow motion. Let me aim better. Give me more arrows. That's that. That's all I'm doing in Horizon. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm a bow player for sure. Like the the traps, the uh, the potions, um, you know melee combat. I'm not really touching that that often. It's 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 all about the bows for me. I've been going on the warrior path and only because my thought process has been, I'm going to play stealth as much as possible, but if I get into trouble, I'm going to need some, some bulk there. So I I've upgraded a, a fair amount of points uh, to that, that tree so far. Another thing that I know you and I've talked about in the past is if I'm not mistaken, John, correct me if I'm wrong when it comes to like, uh, games. I want to say you talked about this in The Last of Us. Like stealth was not something you wanted to do so much, or maybe you were good at one of the, one of the two. Are you finding that that if that's true, if that's the case here, like you're really trying to take your time and like get down the path of the machine, get so down the weaknesses, etc. To touch on what you were referencing, The Last of Us made me want to play stealth, and it made me feel like stealth yep. stealth was achievable when I'm usually not a stealth player. I'm usually like I try a stealth and I blow my cover and I get frustrated and I'm just going in guns and blazing even though I didn't want to. Um, the Last of Us Part Two gave me so many different stealth options, like I, it made me like empowered to be stealthy. Right? Um, this game just the, the horizon. And for Midwest just reverts back to all the other stuff I've ever said about stealth. I have no, like, I, I'm in the bushes. Why does that thing see me? The tutorial told me it shouldn't be able to see me. Was I loud? I don't know what's going on. He's charging at me. Okay, I'm just going to air on now. Like, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, sure, I'll try to take some out. I'll try to track some paths and, you know, get myself a silent strike or two if I can. But, like, even that, uh, the environments are kind of big, and these these tracks that they walk on are kind of long for the for this uh, the stealth gameplay. It's like, I don't got time for all this, man. Okay, I got. I don't got time for you to walk like 40, 40 yards, turn around, so I can hop into this other bush and get a silent strike on you when I can just like pop you in the back a couple of times with arrow, you know. So, it's yeah, stealth is not for me. It's a big world, man. You got to go see it. We don't have time for stealth. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I've been playing stealth like there's no tomorrow, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Um, I came early on to uh, just there was man six or seven machines right around and i was like all right i'm gonna lay a trap here lay another one there i'm gonna get three of them to chase me this way like i had all of this strategy in mind and so far so good like i'm really enjoying that the other thing past that so after after your battle's done you've got a lot to loot traditionally uh. i am like get out of here with that crap here i'm like I need to pick up everything I possibly can. I need to get that branch so I can make all these arrows. I need to... Oh, what's that shiny object over there? Like, I am having a hard time staying on the main path right now. Are you seeing any of that yourself? Yeah, so I will say that's another small pain point for me, too, is like, why do I have to hold triangle? Just let me press Mm -hmm. triangle. And why do you have to have a character animation to actually go down and pick this stuff up? It's fine. Break my suspension of disbelief. Just put it in my pocket when I walk over and press triangle once. Like Breath of the Wild does that fine. You walk over something, you press whatever button Nintendo wants to make you press in that weird control control scheme, and it just pops into your inventory. I'm not I'm not worried about it. I don't need Aloy to actually sit down and she's not even doing anything. She's not digging through the the, the machine. She's just squatting. And then I, it's going to take me three, four seconds. And I have to hit again triangle to select to take everything. Why wouldn't I always want to take everything unless I didn't have room for it? Like, and that's, that was the thing with the first game, too. I was hoping that, was, that would have been addressed, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, small pain point. A lot of looting. But it's a big world, so it matters. And there's a lot of story to get to. So yeah. the, for me, I'm kind of surprised. Because some games do this. They'll make you, you know, squat down, hold the triangle button, whatever. Uh, for this one, I'm surprised there has not been just a, a like even a, an early upgrade option to be like, I, hey, if I pass over the side, I automatically pick it up because that right. is a thing in some games. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an accessibility option to be able to just tap triangle instead of hold. I like I almost would guarantee that's in the accessibility menus, but I haven't you know I haven't driven into them. And like I bet you she still does the drop down animation anyway, so it's uh, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, you're not really saving time there. That's that's kind of the point of it. Um, yeah, that that's definitely a a gripe of mine as well. But it's so funny. Like again, I'm just really if it's not something that I really care about from an IP or a story standpoint, like say a Star Wars, Batman, you name it, 
I'm usually like, I don't really care. Just get me through this world. I, I don't want to do side missions. I don't want to do the 900 collectibles. But for this, I kind of want to. Now, granted, I'm only five hours into this. So talk to me when I'm 25 hours in. Am I done at that point? Do I just want to go on the main story? I don't know. I don't think so. But right now, I'm kind of like, give me everything. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm just, I'm just really enjoying like going to these different towns and like running in these random people and like picking up. You know what it is? It's the thing where it's like, okay, I've learned the mechanic where if I go talk to somebody and gather the side quest and just listen to the dialogue, I know that it's not immediately going to throw me into the side quest. So I might as well at least just go talk to them and like add that side quest to my to my you know my my list here. I might as well just go have that conversation. I'm not committed to it, but just by going to talk to them, but they get me every time. It's like, all right, I went to them just so I can add that side quest to my log here and get. You know, so I don't have to go back and do that. But they got me. I want to do it now. Now I'm interested. I want to find out where the kid dropped his rocks or something like that. And now I want to know why all the all the machines are gathering in this this part of the, the you know this part of your town. You, you got me. I needed very early on to go around and collect the ingredients for that chef. I had which to. Is such a silly throwaway mission. But that I was guy like, was. Damn it! I need that, to do it. That guy was so humble and so adorable, and his food seemed so good. And I just wanted to help him out. Yes. Like, damn it, they, they're they getting me good, which speaks to good writing or at least interesting writing nonetheless. And uh, yeah, give me more of it for sure. Uh, that's that's a game. I would love to have this wrapped up by the time Lego Star Wars comes out, but that's only about a month away. So, I was going to say, uh, when is that again? Quite the grind. That April? That? What, what April, is April? April 5th. Okay. Man, there's a lot of video games in this world. A lot of video games in this world, for sure. So I'm going to have to do my best to keep up with that, keep up with Breath of the Wild, and, and make sure I don't fall off the path for either of those. Um, John, is there anything that we haven't mentioned so far before we kind of wrap up the episode that you wanted to talk about with Forbidden West? No, we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about because, again, you and I have both had some you know some things going on in life. Uh, We've we got some babies. We've got some houses popping up here. So things have been happening. We haven't, we haven't been as active on the on the game as we wanted to, but we both, you know, we're, it's something that you and I both going to dive time into and finish, if not platinum. So we're, we're going to have a lot of conversations about horizon through, through the coming weeks for sure. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, the last thing I wanted to mention here. Yes. J Mac could not wait for uh, April 5th. And I'm also sad that Lego Star Wars is not going to have the online co-op. I know JT, the Kikiverse, is in the same boat there, but maybe one day. Maybe we'll get an update there. Uh, last thing I want to mention on Forbidden West, it's it's a silly point, but man, this game was only like game of the year for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that crazy? Like, I was telling Lauren about this, chat. I'm like, I was playing, you know, she's feeding Nora, and and she's yo, that, that game looks pretty. And she's kind of getting a little bit engrossed in the story. And that doesn't happen very much with Lauren. So I kind of am like, yeah, let's do this. Please get involved. Um, and then I'm talking about Elden Ring. And I'm like, you know, that suck. Doesn't really. But like to, to have worked on this game, let it release. And then like a week later, Elden Dude, Ring just takes the video game world by storm. What did we like, just talk about with the first Horizon? It literally happened five years ago. <laughs> With Breath of the Wild, they can't catch a break. They can't catch a break. These games are incredible. They're putting out like some of the 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 the, the highest tier of open world gameplay that you're gonna get in that and like open world Western RPG. So creative, so good, and and they're just getting overshadowed by you know games that happen to be more popular that are coming out within a week of it. Uh, but still, again, Horizon is selling well. It's reviewing well. It's gonna it's gonna do fine. But it's just it's just funny to think it's happened again. You know. Yeah. It's going to do totally great regardless of what Elden Ring does or any of the games in the following months do because these PlayStation exclusives, man, they do a great job. But it's kind of funny to think about. And John, you mentioned that these these games release so close. Guess what? They're releasing them in February. They're not releasing them in October or November. Right. This you, isn't... You're getting out of the way of Halo or the new Assassin's Creed, all these big heavy hitters in terms of sales. Like, yeah. they're out of the way. Well, they, oh, my <laughs> God. Can you like, can you imagine the, pe like the, the people like Gorilla who pitched the release date for the first Horizon? They're like, yes, we're safe. We're going to go February. We're going to show the world this new IP. It's so much fun. We're so proud of this game. And it's such a safe time to do it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Zelda. All right guys forbidden west it's it's worked out again we delayed the game a couple of months we're doing it again we finally got it february again oh my god elden ring are you kidding me you know how that marketing meeting went it was like what, what what's coming out elden ring yeah well maybe maybe it'll be bad <laughs> it's from software oh shit yeah do we <laughs> like, do we do we delay it again 
we we kind of a little bit talked about this. Not the same scenario, but with Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, same family, right? With with Sony here, but those coming out so close. It was it was interesting to see that dynamic play out in the early days of the pandemic here. Um, yeah, and fun for conversation, if nothing else. John, you did say so. This maybe goes hand in hand. Horizon Zero Dawn comes out. Breath of the Wild and, and the Switch come out a week or two later. So a lot of people, I think, maybe just don't get to it immediately. Uh, the game has sold incredibly well. But you have maintained that that game is underrated, despite its critical acclaim. Do you want to speak to that? Uh, you're, ta- you're talking about Horizon? Yes. Yeah, I just, I just think that, like, I don't know. For me, it, it hits so hard. When, when I played uh, Zero Dawn, it, like, it was unlike anything I'd ever played. And I felt that the, the gameplay, the fluidity in that gameplay, and the the just absolute inventiveness of that story in the world and like the the way it's un, un, unfolded and the, the way you figure out okay you're in the united states this is post-apocalyptic and you start to realize like everything that happened i just thought it was so absolute top tier like to, for me that was like it a 9.5 if not a 10 out of 10 game um so I just again underrated is relative right so it was still it's still it reviewed incredibly well i just think that like horizon is up there it, for me at least with the god of war 2018s in uh, the spider-man 2017s of the world or also 2018 spider-man yeah yep yep, yep. That, that's saying a lot man it's it's exciting to to think that a game like that still has a ceiling that it hasn't touched or a franchise that has a ceiling that it hasn't touched. So I'm excited to see where the rest of this goes. Happy to see it's doing well, that the we're doing well in sales in, in terms of critical review scores. Then later on in the year, we are getting a little more horizon with PSVR too. I'll be at a smaller bite size, right? So that's, it bodes well for the, the IP here for Sony. It And they've got a million IPs that are doing well. So it's just one more kind of in the stable, so to speak. I, folks, we're going to wrap this episode up of Busy Sticks here. We, we've got just so much going on in the world of video games. It's only March 1st, but we've got some heavy hitters that if right now the year ended, we'd have some really awesome Game of the Year contenders, and it's exciting to see. Can't wait to see what the rest of this year brings. So we want you to get in the conversation, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, watching the video at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse, live at twitch.tv slash thegeeks, or wherever you listen to podcasts all on these different services around the globe. We want to also mention that we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thegeekiverse. For as little as $1 a month, you can support us there. Uh, We're going to be revamping some of the levels coming up shortly, but every little bit goes a long way for us. If you're in a position that you're able to donate, we would appreciate you. John, man, lots going on in our lives. Lots of good stuff going on at the Geekiverse. You and I had a really special episode of Busy Sticks just about a month ago with a, a, a famed, wonderful person in the gaming industry. Why don't you tease that and tell people why they should go back and watch that episode? For sure. It's, it's an evergreen episode, too. We didn't talk too much about timely news and everything. It's just a, it's a good episode to watch whenever, whenever you can. Um, so you're referring to, of course, uh, the episode we did with the one and only Greg Miller. Uh, so we were lucky enough to have kind of funny Greg Miller on our podcast. That was, it was just a blast. Uh, it's something that I go back and watch all the time because like, it just felt like it, it went really well and the conversation was great. And it's just like a surreal experience that like I can't even like remember myself in that moment. All I, all I can remember now is me watching it back and, you know, the, 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 like experiencing it as a viewer. So uh, awesome episode. You can find that on our, on our YouTube channel and our podcast services. Uh, give it a watch because I think it's, uh, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, uh, it's, it was fun to watch back, which is not something I typically do, but I wanted to see it. I've watched Greg Miller and listened to Greg Miller so many times throughout the year. So to see uh, John and I on the same stage, so to speak, was was just uh, what, a, what a memory. What a wonderful memory for us. And I uh, hope you go check it out. And also, John, uh, where can people find you on social media? Oh, don't follow me on social media. I'm just going to be talking about the uh, the MLB lockout. It's not going to be good for anybody. <laughs> what you should what you what you should do is uh, follow our Twitch page. If you, if you're if you're watching this uh, on YouTube after the fact, or if you're listening on one of our podcast services, go to Twitch.tv/slash/GeekVerse. We are we are uh, now streaming all of our podcasts live, and myself and Tim are doing some uh, some gameplay streams too. Tim's been streaming some Elden Ring. I've been streaming some Pokemon when I get a chance. Can do that more often now that I have the uh, the office set up back up and running. I got the Switch docked right in front of me, ready to go. Um, so yeah, as J Mac reminds us, uh, we are ten followers away from affiliate. So if you can uh, help us out there, we would greatly appreciate it. Get us some followers. We're having fun. Uh, yeah, it's just added a new dynamic to the podcast that we're we're really digging. We always knew we wanted to get back to more live streams, and we've been doing it. With, whether it's this or uh, some of our other 
uh, shows that you can check out on our channel. One pitch I'll give that's going to be coming back shortly uh, is Star Wars Reviewed. We've been talking through the Star Wars saga here, not just the Skywalker saga, but all of the movies. So uh, we, the last episode we recorded, we're going in movie release order. It was episode one, The Phantom Menace. You can see that discussion or listen to it again on podcast services around the globe. We've got Attack of the Clones next. I cannot wait to talk about that movie. I cannot wait. I've been itching I mean, to rewatch that. I've been itching to get that rewatch in. I can't wait till we can uh, we can sit down and talk about that one. We had a date scheduled at it, and such as life, you know, it it fell through. So I watched Attack of the Clones. I'm gonna watch it again before we talk about it. It's gonna be great, and I'm ready to take more heat on the internet for it. Let's go, everybody. <laughs> so you can find me on social media at I am Brosaya. Or on PlayStation or Xbox, if you want to play some games on there, I'd love to uh, have you join me there. <sighs> Feels good to be back, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse. I am Josiah. We will catch you all very soon. Hope you have a wonderful evening.